0: Welcome to Habits for Happiness with Lady Fuller. The path to happiness is paved with healthy habits. We spend much of our lives searching for happiness when the key we're looking for is right there inside of us. We can discover that key through habit change, which you're about to learn about. Now, here is your host, Lady Fuller. Welcome to Habits for Happiness, the show where we discuss habits that can make you happier. Here on the show today, we are so blessed to have Jennifer Morozek-Sukalo, who is a change maker and so many other things, and her bio is actually just huge and full, so I'm only going to give you a tip of the iceberg here. She's a recovering perfectionist, a lifelong learner, and a survivor of life's trials and tribulations. And she's dedicated her life to helping people and supporting them. She is the creator of Swagger University, which has this amazing test we can talk more about. I took it today. And she <laughs> harnesses people's untapped potential and becomes who they're born to be. And that is just the most beautiful bio. But there is more tactical stuff in there, which I'll let Jennifer introduce herself. So thank you so much for being here today, Jennifer. It is such a pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited to be on the show today. Oh, awesome. And the I just want to mention, so the habit you chose was gratitude. And um, Jennifer and I were chatting before the show. The only other person was Erin Ralston, who's chose gratitude. And of all of the 50 plus people we've had on the show, it's it's amazing. And I'm so happy that you're talking about it because I think people jump over this habit. Um, And it's, you know, as an example that people get more creative with their habits of the other 48 people who haven't chosen it. So tell me why you chose gratitude.
1: Well, gratitude um, is actually one of so swagger for swagger. You it's actually an acronym and the book claim your swagger takes people through the acronym and the acronym stands for self-worth, appreciation for your strengths and limitations, gratitude for your life experiences and how they've helped shape who you are, grounded in your core values, empowered to overcome your self-limiting beliefs, and renewed through a greater focus on your passion and purpose. So it's an, I spent an entire chapter talking about gratitude because I have realized, not even not just through my own work, but through the work that I have done with others, with leaders across the globe, with cancer survivors, with just everyday people like you and me, how powerful gratitude can be and what a change it can make in people's lives when you start to practice this concept of gratitude. So tell so that's us why it. I chose it.
0: I love it. So tell us, I'm a huge gratitude fan myself and tell us um, what is your gratitude practice? For me, it's starting
1: the day, every single day when I wake up, I start the day finding one thing to be grateful for one thing. And then throughout the day, when things happen, I remind myself, even if it's something that's not necessarily the best thing that happened to me that day, I will find again, something to go, I am so grateful for this. I am so grateful that I woke sometimes. All I can say is I'm so grateful I woke up today because I might not be in the best of moods, but (laughs) finding and starting there shifts and puts myself into this much more productive state instead of allowing myself to go down what many would call that negative spiral.
0: Yeah, the negative spiral, right? The inner critic. I had um, yeah. I had Kristen Neff on the show, who is a self compassion guru, and we were laughing about this idea that if you met the you met the voice in your head, the critic, you would not be friends yeah. with that voice. So no, absolutely, <laughs> at all. And that, you would not. Be no, with not even.
1: I I call the the voice in our heads, which often lead to these self limiting beliefs. I call these the self limiting beliefs are. Um, the
0: uninvited guests. Yes, the uninvited guests, right? They're, <laughs> they're, uh, they are not welcome anymore. We don't they are not them. welcome. <laughs> so tell us, you know, I think one of the things that I love so much about hosting this show is that everyone, including yourself... Um, like all of us, has had these incredible journeys that have led us here to talk about gratitude as I have it today. So tell us about your journey that led you here talking to me about gratitude and, and led you to have a Swagger University and write this beautiful book.
1: So uh, part of it is my own journey. I don't think you can ask people to do something that you haven't done yourself, you haven't mm-hmm. experienced yourself. And I, I survived uh, and am thriving after a pretty, pretty nasty divorce that I had very, very young in my life. and learned a lot from that experience, but during that experience, I, I didn't like myself very much. I was not a happy person. My dad, I remember even, a conversation I had with him where he said, you're not the same person anymore. And that was a big wake up call for Mm. me, for me to kind of go, wait a minute, do I like who this person is? Do I like who I'm becoming? And I remember going to therapy uh, during that time and the therapist asked me at one point, well, I haven't figured out a reason to hate you, so why do you? Wow. And so there were some pretty deep moments that I went through, and, and this was very young in my life, and I felt like I was damaged goods. I felt like I had a big, you know, scarlet letter on my forehead, like a big D, you know, damage, yes. danger, or do not come Or here. divorced. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? So I was labeled, and I, through that experience, obviously, it took quite a bit of time, but I started to realize and And find myself again. And Mm. my husband now was the first person who helped me actually find gratitude for that experience, for who I had become and the strength that I had gained and how I had developed and how I had grown through that experience And he saw it as an asset instead of me seeing it as something to be ashamed of. And it really helped me find this opportunity to say, no matter how bad your situations are, the experiences we go through, when we pause and find those opportunities to look back, reflect, and find the learning, the growth, the development that we've obtained from it that we wouldn't have had had those experiences not happened. That's where we find the gratitude. And I talk about gratitude as being kind of like the gold. If you know Kintsugi pottery, when it shatters Mm -hmm. and then you, you put it back together and they put along the cracks, they put gold and it makes this beautiful piece of art. And for me, gratitude is our gold. It's where we can use gratitude to become this beautiful work of art and celebrate our scars and showcase to the world who we are and what we've gone through and how we've become this amazing person because of it.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And I just love this idea of that gratitude in the way I see it lives in the light. Yes. Right. And so what yes. we can't actually live in the light unless we have walked through the dark. Yes. Right. And so our suffering does have such a purpose because it brings us, you know, as long of our journey. I like to think of our journeys as like, you know, we go up mountains and down mountains and through trees yes. <laughs> along. Absolutely. Lakes. But you're coming out of sort of those dark nights of the soul in back into the light. And gratitude, that's where gratitude lives and it keeps us there. So it's a tool that keeps us standing in that meadow and not in that dark forest.
1: Absolutely. And it can create instantaneous shifts in your mindset. Ooh, I love that. Instantaneous shifts. So I was in New York a while back. I share this story a lot because I think it really speaks to people. And it's a simple example of how gratitude can be brought into just everyday experiences. So I was, when I facilitate and I was getting ready to facilitate a program the next day for a group of leaders and I used to live in New York. So my husband and I used to live in mm-hmm. Manhattan. So I know how loud it is, but it was really loud. I must have been really close to the street, my room wherever mm-hmm. it was, and I go to bed quite early cuz I get up so early to prepare for the facilitation the next day. And I've got earplugs in and here I am trying to go to sleep and And I just find myself going, are you kidding me? I cannot (laughs) believe how loud this is. How am I supposed to get any sleep? Does anybody care that I have to sleep right now? This is ridiculous. And I I was going down this negative spiral and I stopped myself. I finally just stopped and said, wait a minute. Shouldn't I just be grateful that I can hear? Mm. Immediate shift, immediate shift. It completely transformed my mindset and allowed me to to find that, to your point, light and be yeah. able to then go to sleep with that mindset instead of the mindset I was cultivating by complaining about everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting that You know, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Viktor Frankl's work, Man's Search for Meaning, I'm sure. But really, all we have is our ability to change our mindset. And gratitude helps us, again, stay on that sort of positive side of the mindset. Because the situation, the external events are what they are, regardless of most of the time of our ability to change them. So our reaction to it is really all we have. Absolutely. Oh, I Absolutely. love that. Well, tell us about Swagger you Tell us, tell us more about your story. So you you so, get divorced, you get remarried, <laughs> you yes. feel ashamed. What's next? Well, I I spent all of my background
1: is is my undergrad and my graduate degrees are in behavioral change. And I spent a lot of my life in the health behavior change side of things. And then I was working in the leadership space and really helping people for the last 10, 12 years. I was a global leadership consultant and I traveled all over the world and worked with aspiring leaders all the way up to the C-suite of organizations. And I helped them create positive and sustainable change in the way who they were, the way they led so that they could really have an impact, a positive impact on the people they led. And I also prior to that worked with cancer survivors And in my work with cancer survivors, I found that that traumatic experience, when they're in treatment, it becomes their whole life. Surviving treatment becomes their whole life. And when they get through it, they have no idea what they want to do or where they want to go or how they go forward because they're fundamentally changed. And I always wanted to help them see cancer as the spark that creates the rest of their life instead of something they survived. And so I've compiled all of this knowledge and experience, not only my background, but what I did in leadership and with cancer survivors. And I've compiled it and it formulated, it created Swagger U uh, and the Swagger Method so that everyday people can benefit from figuring out who they are, how do they work with and tap into what makes them unique and extraordinary and be at their best, perform at their best and live their best life.
0: I love that so much. And bring out like this inner genius that we all yes. have, right? We all, it's well, all of us, exactly. everyone listening. We all have it, right? Well,
1: it's- and my thought process is when you do, when you go through the swagger acronym, when you actually do the work, the book and swagger you supports, there's courses and things that support the actual book that's coming out. And There's activities in the, but you can't read something and create change. You have to do something so that guides you through actually doing the work. And when you do the work through the acronym, you that's when you claim your swagger, that's when you become that person that lights up the room when they walk in. And if somebody walk if that person walked by and you were at a restaurant, you'd be saying, "Uh, excuse me, waiter, can I have whatever they're having please because they are amazing. That just glow and that that swagger." Yeah, that, that swagger.
0: Have. Yeah, so yeah. All, when I think of it and I'm sure everyone has their own version, but when I think of swagger it's almost like there's we all know people that sort of float as they yeah. walk, right? Exactly. This idea of like this floating energy and we're like whatever they're yeah I want more of whatever they're having exactly. and I want the listeners to know that Jennifer is actually walking on a treadmill a walking <laughs> desk treadmill as we're recording this so she is swaggering as we're talking that's right there is a swagger here going on that's right that's right I live it I I live am, you're embodying daily. swagger right <laughs> I gotta get there so what was the pivot between leadership coaching and, and starting this sort of platform for other people? i had been thinking about
1: writing a book for, it started out for cancer survivors for a long time. And when I was in the leadership space, uh, that was more than a full-time job. It, couldn't, it wasn't something I could start on, a, on the side. Yeah. And I finally just challenged myself and said, if I really want to do this, I have to go all in. I have to stop everything else that I'm doing, I have to fully focus, and I have to make this dream come to life. And so that was the big revelation for myself to say, you know, you can't just if you want to just keep talking about it, fine. But if you actually want to do it, then do something about it and start. And so then, as I started writing, people said, this is much more than a cancer survivor book. This is We're all survivors. We've all survived something, whether it's divorce or COVID or our kids are now in school and we're empty nesters or we've decided this career is not what we want to do or we're just getting out of school and we're trying to figure out what we want to do. There's tons of pivotal moments in our lives where this is really beneficial to help people truly figure out who they are so they can be at their best.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And and all the gratitude, right? Like, so going back to the ah, habit, like, well, we're yes. super grateful for your divorce. Cause if that hadn't happened along your journey, you wouldn't be here today. Can you believe we're saying that? So that's sort of the way. Absolutely. It, right. I love that. Absolutely.
1: Now, how does And in that, that whole, <laughs> in that whole chapter, we talk about this concept of all these things that have happened. I mean, the acronym swagger, you swagger wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had severe test anxiety as a child. Really? Because that's one of my coping mechanisms. So I was about whatever age you are when you do times, times table tests, you know, the timed exam, but it's a time, you know, the times tables, three times five, whatever. Well, I had studied and studied and studied and I was prepared and I get to the test and I blank out. I can't even write my name on the page. We've all been there. And I'm I am just devastated. And from that point forward, I had severe test anxiety to where I would literally get physically ill the night before a test. And I created coping mechanisms to help me. And some of them were acronyms where I would help to memorize things. And I, I just memorized everything. But that whole concept of that event in my life that was less than desirable helped create these amazing things that I can now do with my brain and that now I utilize to help other people. Yes.
0: Yes. You don't get the, you don't get the light without the dark. Exactly. (laughs) So if someone who's listening is thinking to themselves, I want to start a gratitude practice and we're recording this. It's a new year. It's January. It, you know, and, and wants to incorporate that into their lives, but they don't know where to start. What would you recommend?
1: I would start simply by, as I mentioned earlier, try small steps because small steps lead to big action. So in the morning, before you get out of bed, find one thing, find one thing to be grateful for. And then when you go to bed at night, remind yourself of what you're grateful for. When you have a moment that you come across in your day that you're angry or frustrated about, Mm -hmm. call up that one thing that you're grateful for. Just those three steps, try those three things and notice the change that that has in your mindset, in your attitude, and in how it helps to generate happiness. For you in your
0: life. I love that. And why do you think that we don't do this inherently? Why do you think that we're not taught this practice? It seems so fundamental and simple, right? And, and this ability to reframe our situation almost seems like our superpower, right? That's the way we access yes. the light. And so why are we not taught this? Why do we don't do this just normally,
1: there's a couple of theories that I have around this, and there's a couple of phrases out there that I'm sure you're familiar and everybody listening is very familiar with. Misery loves company. <laughs> it sure does. Okay? <laughs> <So> <laughs> we, and, and then when you also think about it, what are the things that we, we're trained to focus on kind of the negative? If you got all A's on a report card and an F, what are you going to focus on most? You're going to take a look and hone in on the F we're kind of wired to focus on the bad things. We kind of just naturally go there. We forget to appreciate and have gratitude for the good things. It is just kind of how we, our society is geared. Mm -hmm. How, think about even when there's complaints, you hear the squeaky wheel is the one that gets the oil, right? You don't, you don't, the person who's performing well at work tends to not get that much attention, but the person who's underperforming gets a lot of attention. So there's just these natural things that happen in our life that I think we've been ingrained to focus on the bad instead of really taking a look at and appreciating
0: and having gratitude for the good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I think it was Maya Angelou who said, you know, gratitude gratitude makes what we have enough. Exactly. Right. Instead,
1: and it's not about falsely kind of, it's not about looking at other people and comparing yourself either. Uh, what you said is absolutely the truth. It's about looking at what we have and having gratitude for what we have, not because we have it better than other people or having this false sense of positivity. That's not what it's about. It's about truly appreciating what you have.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's, it's almost like um what's coming up for me is this idea of savoring. Yes. Right. Because we're yes. so, we're all treadmill hot pun intended. We're all <laughs> on this treadmill. You actually yeah. right now for real, but really on this treadmill in life where we're moving so fast, we're not stopping and smelling the roses and we're doing ourselves exactly. a real disservice. Yes. And you know, the way I see it is that our, our, culture really, you know, wards productivity. So we've become like these like rats mm-hmm. in these races and we've found ourselves. you know, I'm a coach myself. So if people come to me and they're like exhausted, depleted, resentful, all of the things yeah. because they've spent their entire lives on the treadmill thinking, okay, if I just keep moving faster and faster gonna and accumulating, there. I'm going to yeah. get there. Um, but, you know, when we, when we realize that we, for most of us, I mean, there is a a certain point that if, you know, above poverty that, you know, you cannot have true happiness, but for most of us listening that have a roof over our heads and food on our plates, we have enough Mm -hmm. right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we just don't take the time to realize that you know, and I would encourage everyone listening to think about that. Yeah, go ahead. I
1: love what you were saying about savoring. It's this concept of and you can think about it when you've had this amazing, you've taken a bite of something that is one of the best things you've ever tasted in your entire life. And you just pause for a moment and your eyes roll back in your head and you do that. "Mm," That moment of oh, true bliss, true bliss. If we just stop periodically and allow ourselves to your point, the pause, we don't pause. We're so busy trying to get to the next thing. But if we just stop every now and then, and it doesn't have to be all day every day. But take fine moments where
0: you can just pause and go, look where I am today. Yeah, like, isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, right before we recorded, Jennifer was saying it was raining where she is today and how appreciative she was for the rain. And even yeah. just that, right? Through so that gratitude. Yes. So let's yes. talk about neuroplasticity. <laughs> I love neuroplasticity. I figured you might. I figured you might. I love it. <laughs> so most of us think that once we're at past a certain age, age 25 or so, that we we sort of get stuck in a, a set state of even happiness. Mm -hmm. And that was research for a long time and new research, just Andrew Huberman's espousing this as well as others, that that we actually can change our set states through these habits. So talk to us and talk to the audience about this concept of how gratitude can actually change the wiring of our brain in that we can wake up each day almost as a different person
1: absolutely love that. And so when you think about I when I talk about how the brain works, I try and I create simplified versions so that anybody and everybody can understand it. So right now the and the our brain likes just like we do the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. So our habits that we've created are these ingrained neural pathways that we have strengthened over time by repetitive responses so when we are when something happens when we have an experience our brain collects information and it categorizes things and so it says oh i've seen that before this is how we behave when we get that kind of stimulus and yet what the research is saying now is you can choose how you think Mm. Now, I'm going to say that again because that is such a powerful thing. You can choose how you think. Okay, so if we say, I don't really want to behave that way anymore, you get to make the choice to, I like to say, shift if the train is going down the tracks, and you know how you have those little signals and those shifts that kind of shift it to the new track. You can shift the brain to say, no, I wanna go down a new neural pathway. I wanna Mm -hmm. create it. Now the challenge with that is, as I said, the brain likes that path of least resistance. It's very conditioned to go down that original path. So it requires intentionality and focus to make that new pathway your new habit, Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. you want to behave. I'll give you a really simple example. Our previous house had a faucet in the sink where you just run your hand under it Mm -hmm. and the water turns on, right? Mm -hmm. And so once the water turns on, you know, then you can turn it off and on. But now our sink, you have to physically turn it on. And I find myself consistently going to the kitchen sink now and running my hand under it. And I'm going, no, I have to do a new behavior. And so it takes intentionality and focus to make those new behaviors stick
0: change from our conditioning. Yes. 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 But that we can be happier, right? Yes. With that intentionality. It's a choice.
1: Mm. You have to make the choice. It's up to you.
0: Oh, I love that. I have the chills. It's up to you. So let's say the average person or anyone, anyone listening wants to become um, a member of Swagger You tell us how they would do that. You can
1: uh, go to a very simple link, uh, and on that link, you can sign up for my Swagger Sense newsletter. You can pre-order the book, Claim Your Swagger, or you can take that quiz that you already took, the Swagger quiz, to find out how much you know about yourself today. Uh, And it's uh, pretty simple, HTTPS, colon, forward slash, forward slash, L-I-N ktr.ee forward slash swagger you so okay. you can go to swagger you look it up and I would love to see you and I'd love to hear from you
0: oh that's so great and if people want to work with you or have you speak um or do leadership with them or all these other things how would they contact you the same way?
1: Absolutely. They can reach out to me there. They can access uh, me on social as well. So they can reach out to me on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. And I'm happy to connect with anybody about those opportunities.
0: I love that. And tell us when the book is coming out. May 30th is the launch date, the official
1: launch date, although you can pre-order it already. There are already people that have sent me
0: notes and said, I pre-ordered your book. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it to come out. (laughs) I love that. I'm so excited. I'll make a date on my calendar. And I also just want listeners to know it's just these three steps. Can you repeat them of how you have a gratitude practice and can introduce a gratitude practice into your new year? So Jennifer, remind us.
1: Absolutely. So right in the morning, right when you wake up, before you get out of bed, find one thing that you're grateful for. Do the same thing before you go to bed at night. Remind yourself of what you're grateful for. And in the midst of your day, when you have an experience that is frustrating or that makes you angry or upset, remind yourself of that one thing that you're grateful for. Start there and see what happens.
0: Yes, you guys, gratitude is a habit. And Jennifer, thank you for reinforcing and reminding us about that. The one thing I'm really taking away is this concept of we can change our state with gratitude quite quickly. And this idea of the superpower that's in our ability to shift our mindset that we can do at any given moment, changing that how we how we show up. That's really a gift. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jennifer. And I appreciate you and all of what you bring to the world. And um, you guys check out SwaggerU, Linktree forward slash SwaggerU. Or I think you also can go to swaggeru.com, book coming out May. So thank you again. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. And please tune in next week for another riveting habit that can change your life. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. <laughs> you for tuning in to Habits for Happiness. Please join Lady Fuller for another edition of the program next time on the Voice America Variety Channel and discover how to find your new happy place.